What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of MGC. Oh my gosh, this episode was so much fun and very educational. We talked with Andy from NYUAP Discussion, and my co-host and I couldn't stop talking about it after it's all over. I, I want to say that Andy is a UFO researcher, but that wouldn't do him justice because he, like many people in this community, is more than just a sky watcher. He not only keeps people up to date on truthful and current news on all things paranormal and extraterrestrial, but he also does the dirty work into uncovering lies in a field that's muddied by skeptics and internet trolls. He is an individual, but is a part of the movement that has given us the opportunity to really find out what is out there amongst the stars or perhaps even on our own planet. He even shares with us his own personal UFO and paranormal experiences, which you can fast forward to with the hyperlinks in the description. But look, I've said enough. Andy is the man and I'm so happy I get to share him with you. So thank you for stopping by and enjoy the episode. Three, two, one. Andy, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I'm really excited for this. Guys, we have Johnny Wright here, co-host. My name is Mark Trebino, and we've got Andy. Um, Listen, man, I, I got to open up with this. I'm most excited to talk to you to honestly get really creative about what's going on in this world in this universe galaxy whatever you want to call it that that's my thing man i know we talked about it a little, little i know we talked about like oh what can this mean what can that mean the, the imagination being creative find figuring it out as your own person that's my favorite part about it but of course you know a lot more of the technical stuff and i want to consider you just like i consider our mutual uh, friend vinny I'm, I consider people like you uh, like a teacher because you're teaching me a lot. I'm learning a lot from you, and that's why I have a super big interest in talking to people like you. Um, so the first thing I want to do, if it's all right with you, I listened to your story, your personal story, but I refused to let Johnny listen to it because I would really like if you could explain it to him and for anyone that's listening that hasn't heard about it yet. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Oh, incredible. I've literally told this story ever since it happened, probably about a million times, and it still doesn't get old. Um, it's like if it was yesterday. It, it, like when you go through something like that, something so like, I mean, it's just that you know, out of this yeah. world. I guess you could say, um, as corny as that sounds, it doesn't. It never ever leaves your mind. It's like fresh in there, no matter how much time passes. So. Basically, um, to give you a little background, um, I was born in Puerto Rico, and um, I lived there till about I was nine or ten years old. And before I get into that story, actually, one of my very first encounters or one of my first experiences actually happened in Puerto Rico when I was younger. Um, I actually didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I mentioned it in the uh, video that I showed you. You might have. But um, yeah. So basically, it was. Uh, it's a vague memory, but I do remember that. The, that um, I was visiting family up in like the uh, mountain range, mountain areas. And there's only two airports in Puerto Rico. It's one's in Aguadilla, the other's in um, San Juan. So you only have air traffic in specific areas because of those two airports, you know, the location of those two airports. So the area I was at doesn't have a lot of air traffic. So seeing something in the sky is already a little anomalous because nothing flew around there. Right. I remember it was towards the evening and I was, I believe it was, I was outside playing and above me, when I look up, 
was a massive triangular craft uh, with three red uh, uh, red lights on each corner, literally sitting right over me. It was, I mean, huge. It was it was big enough, you know, that I had to look in, in you know left to right to actually see the entire the entire object that was sitting over me. And um, as I look up and seen it, and it caught my attention. No sooner I saw it, 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 it like kind of took off into the, you know, to the distance. And that was my very first um, experience with, with something that I was just like, I, I didn't know what it was, you know? Yeah. So um, years passed, whatever. And that was now, you know, I moved to New York and I was living in Long Island. I was about, I would have to say maybe 16 years old around there. And it was sunny afternoon, summer. Uh, there was not a single cloud in the sky, nothing. And we're in my pool. Me and my cousin were in the pool playing in the backyard. And I've always been into this stuff. You know, I, yeah, I used to watch Solved Mysteries all the time. So, you know, it was always a thing of mine to always want to see one. But when it actually happened, it was like I, I, I couldn't believe what my eyes, you know, were seeing. So I'm in the pool and something kind of told me to look up. So I look up and literally, I mean, right over my house, I would have to say it was maybe about 100 to maybe 150 feet away was a disc sitting right over the house. Uh, it was like a gunmetal color. I would have to say maybe about 50, 60 feet in, uh, in diameter. And it was just literally sitting there. And I had to do a kind of double take because I look up and I ignore it. Then I look back up and I'm like, wait a minute, it's still there. And then I see my cousin seen it. And we just sat there staring at this thing. My mouth was dropped. And as I'm looking at it, I it, it kind of get I kind of got the sense like it realized we saw it. And as soon as we stared at it for a few seconds, it starts moving to the left of us and slowly just keeps on going until it went over the tree line and we couldn't see it no more. I would say it would have to be about a good two to three minutes that we saw it in total. And um, you could see the reflection of the sun coming off of it. I mean, it was literally like if you walk out your front, uh, you know, the front of your house or whatever, and you look down the block and you see your car parked at the end of the block, like, I mean, yeah. that, cl that close, you know? And I, I mean, I, I literally just, as soon as it kind of left our view, I had to kind of, you know, get my composure. Like, like my mind was yeah, just Yeah, I couldn't like, even imagine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting there like, wait a minute, did I just fucking see what I think I saw? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what years were what year was this? This was um er, uh, early 90s or early to mid 90s. And um I mean, yeah, it was that was uh, that was it after that. Like I I never ever forgot that day. I mean, it's just burned into my memory ever since then and told people that story ever since that happened and always got met with, with, with ridicule um you know and, and it, it was difficult for me you know going through my experiences in life after seeing that because everything just kind of flipped upside down you know what i'm saying like nothing made sense like i questioned every single thing that ever happened after that i used to be very religious I used to, uh, I was, I was born Catholic. My mother used to have me as a, you know, uh, in church as an usher oh, wow. and I switched to Christianity. So once I had seen that I was actually going to Christian church and it just like, it literally turned my whole perspective of reality upside down. 
and it never ever ever changed like it's like you ha- it's like it opens up a door that's always been closed in your mind and you know all these possibilities just start flooding in and you just don't know what you know you don't know how to make sense of it you understand what i'm saying because it's literally like seeing jesus christ appear yeah, right in front of I, you i if i if i saw what you did not 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 out of fear but out of sheer awe whether it be what i think it is or not i just start crying like i would it would bring the tears oh i mean you know when i when i look back at it you know i i don't i i look at it as a blessing you know because it's like wow i actually saw something that millions of people still don't believe in you know what i'm saying like yeah. and it was right there and you know you get people that see lights and stuff and that's cool because believe me after that i've seen plenty of other stuff but never in that kind of detail never that um personal i guess you could say that intimate because it's like i i don't know after after you know all these years of researching i feel like now when people have sightings like that i it, it kind of gives you the sense like they wanted these individuals to see them you understand understood because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of incidents that i've you know read up on and researched throughout the years that like i said when i first saw them it, it gave me the sense like they noticed me and i think that they actually do notice you. And I think that's one of the reasons why they don't like being filmed because they sense that they're being filmed. Maybe there's something to recording. Yeah, they probably you know, know, yeah. You know, yeah, but look like, for example, like uh, back in the day, I believe it was the Indians or Native Americans, they didn't, they didn't like, you know, cameras because they thought that, you know, take the, the soul or you would capture yeah. the soul. So maybe there's kind of something to that, you know, that these beings don't like to be on camera. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a lot I want to bring up and ask you about for that specific story. But before I do that, tell the next part about when you were sleeping. Yeah. So yeah, um, I got to. This is the part that reminded me about uh, who's a fire in the sky. What's his name? Travis Wall. Travis Wall. Remind me of his story about when he was a kid. But you continue. So yeah. So I thought that was the end of, and I was already you know freaking out from that. Nobody believed me. So. Um, a few, I think it was sometime, I'm not sure if it was like a few weeks or, um, a couple months later, I was in my room sleeping and something woke me up in the middle of the night. And I kind of, I kind of felt something at the foot of my bed. So I, I, I woke up, but I didn't wake up where my eyes opened. You know, I kind of like, I just, I was, I was aware I was conscious. Yep. So I'm laying there and I'm just listening. I thought maybe one of my, uh, you know, siblings was in the room trying to play a prank on me. So I'm just laying there and all of a sudden on the left side of my foot, I feel an imprint on the, like, like if something was pressing down on the bed. So when I felt that I'm, you know, my heart starts racing. I'm saying, all right, you know, I, I didn't imagine that that was, you know, that was real. So I'm still laying in bed with my eyes closed and I'm waiting to see if something happens or if, I'm, if I hear something, you know, and I didn't hear anything. I just felt it. So as I'm laying there, I feel the first original one lift up off the bed that was on the other side of my foot and it moved towards my waist. So I feel the imprint now on the side of my, uh, on the right side of my waist. So once I felt the, you know, that print, you know, that imprint lifting off the bed, oh my God, you don't understand, man. I would, I've been afraid. I've had guns pointed at me. I've had a gun pointed at me. I've been shot at before. And I've never been as afraid yeah, as I was the that unknown, night when yeah. I felt 
So as I'm laying there, right, every time I feel this these indents moving, my heart's just racing and racing and racing. I'm sweating bullets and I'm, I'm so afraid to move that I, I didn't even want to move my pinky. It was like literally, like I was literally paralyzed with fear. And I feel the other imprint on my foot move up to my waist. So now both of them, I feel the two indents on my, on my waist here on the bed. And then one by one, I feel another on the left side and another on the right side of my foot. So now there's four. So by that point, I was like, all right, I know it's not anybody in the house, but I was too afraid to open my eyes because when things like that happen, you know, you don't understand it. So your brain fills it in with what it does know. And, and you see a lot of scary movies. So everything that you've ever seen is flying through your head as to what it could be. That's literally oh, in your on. room. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in my head. I'm like, I wanted to open my eyes, but I'm like, I don't think I want to see what's going to be in front of me. So I just stood there and in my head, I'm like, all right, if I stay as still as possible, maybe this thing will go away, but it didn't. So the two imprints by my waist slowly move up to the sides of my shoulders. And I like, I, I knew for a fact, okay, this is 100% real. I don't know what it is. You know, I felt like this is it. Maybe whatever this is, I'm, I'm going to die tonight. Like it was going to be the last night on earth. So then the ones by my feet moved to my waist. So now it's two on my waist, two on my shoulders. And at one point, while all this is happening, after it moved upwards, I literally felt like, like if there was a face or something was literally right in front of mine, I could feel my breath hitting off of like bouncing off of it. I can hear myself breathing. Like, oh, that's, you could, that's, oh God. Yeah, it's, it was absolutely terrifying. I mean, terrifying at the moment. Of course. And what happened? I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. So, um, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm laying there and I'm like, Oh my God, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to die. That's it. I'm, I'm going to die. But still I was too afraid to open my eyes to see what this was. I didn't want to see it. And as I'm laying there and I feel my breath and everything, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I stopped breathing, but it wasn't like it, it's a, it was a very, very weird feeling. It, it, it almost felt like there was something inside of my esophagus blocking my airway. So it wasn't like something was choking me. It's like something was actually blocking my airway from the inside. So I'm, I'm literally gasping for air. Like, like, like if I was drowning and I'm sitting in the bed and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm making that sound trying to breathe. And in my head, I'm like, that, that's it. This is it. I'm going to die. I said, you know what? If I'm going to die, I might as well open my eyes to see what the hell is going to kill me. So as I'm laying there, I, op I open my eyes and I sit up and took a deep breath. And I literally felt the impressions lift off the bed and I opened my eyes and I was alone in the room. There was literally nothing in the room. And, and go how, ahead. how long ago or how long after... Was was this experience? How was it? It was. This was after you saw what you saw in the sky, right? Yeah, this is after what I saw in the sky. And how long after? Uh, yeah, I would say it was probably about um, a few weeks to maybe a few weeks, two months, something like that, two or three months. Gotcha, gotcha. But um, after researching everything, you know, I, I I tried to, I tried to find, you know, uh, down earth, you know, down to earth answers as to what happened with that night. And I, I started researching um, sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. 
I was, I was going to say, yeah. you get pissed when people, we tell a story and people say sleep paralysis. Well, the thing is, see, sleep paralysis is, is not really understood. We give it that explanation. We, you know, scientists give it that name because, you know, they, 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 they want to label, you know how it is with humans. We want to label everything, yeah. even if we don't understand it, you know, you know what I'm saying? But in my case, I researched sleep paralysis and I knew that what I experienced was not sleep paralysis because I was a hundred percent conscious of what was happening. And I literally felt, I know that whatever happened to me, there was something, there was something there. Even I don't know if it was, if it occurred in my room and my mind just thought that I was still in my room or it actually occurred somewhere else. And then I ended up back in my room, but I not only researched sleep paralysis, but then I started researching abduction experiences and found many that were almost identical to what I would, you know, what I experienced. A lot of people stated that, you know, they, 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 they couldn't move at one point and they would feel the imprints on their bed or whatever. And the next thing you know, they opened their eyes, they're somewhere else. See, I didn't open my eyes. I was too afraid to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's when I realized maybe is, you know, there's a possibility that maybe I did have, an abduction episode, you know, that I was actually either visited by something or was taken somewhere else. And I, you know, I, I also read that many people who have sightings like that usually end up experiencing something like that soon after. So it's, you know, it's, it's very possible, you know, but you never forget it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Were you, I mean, I, I, I know I would have been, were you fearful to like be alone or fall asleep after that? Oh yeah, you kidding me? I didn't. I don't think I fell asleep for like freaking hours later. I, I I don't. I was I was too afraid because, you know, I'm sitting there like, what the hell was that? You know, your, your, yeah. your mind is just like, what the fuck did I just did I just yeah. experience? You know what I'm saying? I can't even imagine. Well, like the other night, I it took me like 30 minutes to go to sleep because <laughs> I woke up and my air conditioner was on. I went, I don't remember turning that on. And I was still a little spooked. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, thinking yeah. Of this, I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of an asshole. You know, thinking I was, I have no right to be angry at the air conditioner. being. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally get that. I mean, like after, you know, listening to people like you, um, like disclosure team, like, um, watching Joe Rogan for like the last six years or, you know, documentaries on Netflix, Amazon, whatever. And I started thinking about, like, interdimensional things and, and just regular UFOs. Just thinking about it is scary, you know, after having all this information. But to actually experience something and then have to cope with that, I mean, like, that's something I've never, I, I can't even imagine uh, experiencing. But there's a lot of things you just laid out on the table, right? And they are all pretty, like, they're they're crazy. I couldn't I couldn't put myself in your shoes and I feel like what I would do if I if I was you, I would end up like gaslighting myself and trying to convince myself it wasn't real. Did you go through that for both incidents or any of them? Um, well, at first you kind of try to, like I said, you try to give yourself an explanation to what happened because you you're con- you know, we're all conditioned to believe in specific things since they were born. You understand? It, we're 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 taught by our parents from what they know and. We all know that whatever our parents know is what was taught, you know, to them from their parents and stuff like that and experiences in life. So you try to rationalize, you try to come up with some kind of explanation. But for as long as I can remember, ever since I was, like I said, ever since 
maybe maybe it was from that one experience that I told you from the beginning that you know unlock opened some kind of door when I was younger but I didn't really question if it was my imagination on both incidents because it, it I was already so open to the idea yeah. that it was like I accepted that it was it was 100% real like I didn't imagine anything yeah, you know I get that totally I feel like that's my problem when I listen to things cuz I'm like I want it to be true so bad that there's nothing that's going to stop me from believing it. So I feel like if someone ever, if you were like, hey, Mark, come uh, do this research project with me, I'd be like, it's aliens, definitely. And, like, I would be a horrible partner. Um, that's, a, that's a problem with me. Uh, can I ask, the, so you your experiences with that and the, the, the two UFOs you saw, do you uh, believe those to be within the same, the same explanation? Or do you think those are two separate, do you think those events were separate from each other or do you think they're part of the same sort of mystery? Um, looking back at it, um, it was, it was actually only one UFO that I saw that day over my house. Um, well, the, I, the, I, the I, disc in the triangle. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, I think, I think those two were separate. I don't think they were connected in any way, but you never know. Maybe, you know, after I, after reading everything that I've read, Ever since that, you know, I've you 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 can't you have to take everything with a grain of salt. But you hear the stories of supposedly that you know there are individuals that are just watched. You know, they'll have incidents, but then they'll never have real incidents again because they're just being monitored. And you have other people who have constant contact, and you have others who are abducted and never really come back. You know, so it's possible that you know I was being monitored somehow. I don't know. You know. Weird to think about, but yeah, I mean to, you know, like you go, you grow up and you spend your entire life hoping that like there's something special about you, right? And then whether or not there is anything special about you as an individual, you you f- probably feel like you're part of something bigger, having experienced something you did. And I, I think, I think that's a, a lot of people. When you came out with this story, when you told people about this story, how many people didn't believe you? Everybody. Everybody. Who did you go to first? Of course, my, my mother. Of course. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, uh, she, you know, they just brush it off like, you know, imagination or they just ignore it and don't even think any, you know, anything of it. But um, it, it did help. I'll tell you that my cousin was there with me. Oh, so come if, on. Yeah. If, if I would have seen it alone, it would probably it would have been a little different. Like I would have been yeah. the fact oh, that my cousin was literally standing right next mm. to me. And I when I looked at him. He was also like that with his mouth gaping. I said, okay, I'm not crazy. I am seeing what I'm seeing, you know? Now, I, give me a percentage, okay? Um, and when it come, when you see, when you saw those crafts. Craft. Craft? I think uh, you saw the plural one. of crafts is craft. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, when you saw the craft, plural, craft. Illiterate. Man. Get the hell out of here. When you saw the craft, did, was there any piece of you that thought for even a second that it came from Earth, or was it totally this is extraterrestrial? I didn't get any sense whatsoever that what I saw was from Earth. Okay. Like the feeling, the feeling that I got, the initial feeling that I got was th- there's no possible way that this is man-made. There was no way. I mean, it was just I don't know. It's like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's like something. It's like something told me it wasn't 
man-made. Like, like I just got that presence. I got that, 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 and that vibe that it was from somewhere else and it wasn't from here, you know? And it's, I'm not saying that because of all these years of researching it. I'm just, you know, telling you from, from the moment I saw it, there was nothing about it that told me this is, this is human or this is man-made. Nothing at all. Can you talk about more of, of the properties of the craft you saw, like if they were silent or how they moved? Okay, I mean, I don't, I'm telling you, you have to see it to believe it. Bro. Even, even, okay, let's put it like this. Even you seeing it in real life, your eyes can't believe it. Just mm. picture the best CGI that you could think of. You go to the movies, like, like, let's just, just imagine James Cameron, you know, and his CGI and, and all the people he has working for him creating this thing that just appears right in front of you, literally just stuck in the sky. You, you wouldn't believe, you know, you're just sitting there. You're like, what the, nothing can do that. What right. is that? You know what I mean? It's like, literally your eyes cannot believe what you're seeing because it's a massive object just stuck in the sky. It's just sitting there. It's not moving. It's not making a sound. And then the movement itself, when it started, I, I can't even explain it. You would think that something so simple would be easy to explain, but the movement itself from the dead standstill to as soon, you know, it started to move was like, I mean, it, it, it looked like something out of a computer game. You know what I'm saying? It looked like literally something generated out of a, out of a computer game. It, yeah. it didn't look, it didn't look real, but there it was right in front of me, you know, and no, they had no windows. Like I said, and I, I was able to see the sun's reflection. Uh, it was like a smooth, um, like, like gunmetal, you know, like, like metallic aluminum type, uh, uh, material. Had some sheen on it. What was that? Had some sheen on it. Yeah. But like I said, it's very clear. Like I saw it, I mean, clear as day, but, um, yeah, there was, it was no sound or nothing. And I, for, for the longest, I sat there and said to myself, there's no fucking way I could have seen. There couldn't have been a plane. There's no way. You start, you know, everything starts running through your head. Yeah. Okay, a plane is pretty simple. To, you know, when you look at it in the sky, the shape is, is, a, is a cross. You know, you got the wings, you got the, the nose, the tail. And here you have a perfectly, a perfect disc just sitting stuck in the sky. It really, um, you know, bothers me how, like, fallible like human memory is because when you remember something like okay if, you, if i have a memory of my fifth birthday party i'm not remembering the moment i'm remembering the memory and if i want to remember it again i'm remembering the memory of the memory and over time it keeps getting overwritten so many times things get fucked up but for you to be so confident about the way you're saying this it, it really it was really powerful for you i mean like for you to be able to still so many years later be so in love with this story and how much it did for you and what it did for you. I think, um, you know, it, it speaks to a lot of things that happened because I can only imagine how many people out there um, that say the things you do, but they are so outrageously crazy about it. I remember you posted something on your page about how people are, like, posting really shitty and fake videos that, like, oh, make yeah. giving bad names for people like you and everybody that um, does uh, the work that you're into. Um how many? Go ahead. What? Have you ever seen the four, the movie The Fourth Kind? Yeah. Oh my God! How were you? How pissed were you when you saw when you watched that movie? <laughs> because you know the, what? Honestly, when it comes to me and UFOs, I don't get pissed at all. I just love it all. Right. Well, I the problem I have with that movie is like Mark was saying, like why put the stuff out there if it's all bullshit or whatever? 
in that movie, they go out of your way multiple times. Like, hey, this is a true story. This is a true story. This is a real <laughs> yeah. lady I'm playing. I'm, re- I'm playing a real lady. And then you look it up, and they have, like, real camera footage. And you're like, holy shit. And then you look it up, and it's all fake. Like they, it's, I it was, fucking can't stand so it's like, Why throw more bullshit onto this? It's so hard to get yeah. the truth, like, in this subject already. Why? Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't lie. I, I, you know, I did fall for it at the beginning, too. And then I Me was too. really... I was really pissed afterwards, even though the movie's still great. But afterwards, I'm like, can you motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> when they showed the guy, like, sh- spoiler, who cares? He, sh- he, like, kills himself on the thing. I'm like, holy shit, they just show, did they just show a real, are they allowed to do that? Like, a real guy? And then uh, and then I questioned it. I'm like, wait a minute, wait these sons a of bitches. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't stand that. So when did you start uh, with your page and with your uh, public research? And when did it all start? Uh, well, my research started literally after, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I was always intrigued in the, you know, paranormal and all that stuff when I was younger. But after that, it was just, I mean, I, I got confirmation. Like, like I said, the only way you could describe it is literally if Jesus Christ appeared right in front of you. Yeah. That's like the equivalent of what, you know, seeing a UFO is because you're, you're, like I said, you're, you're, you're raised your entire life believing a specific thing you know, religion and all this, nothing else is real with the center of the universe. There's no other life out there. You know, and when something like that happens, it's, I, it's just, it, it, it blows you away. Like this is the reason why I'm so passionate is because I know it's real. Yeah. You understand? Like no one can tell me that it's not real. I literally fight someone for that shit because it's like, no, fuck yeah, you. I, I know it's real. I don't care if you don't believe that I, you know, that what I saw, I saw. Who gives a shit? You know what? To me, the way I look at it is maybe it was just for my eyes only, or maybe, you know, it was just for me and my cousin to see or something like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I went through, I went through a lot of, I went through a, a, a pretty hard time after that because of the fact that nobody believed me. And the hardest part was having to go through life normally like everyone else after you just saw something absolutely incredible. And you literally have to just brush it off because no one else believes you. And, you know, I still went ahead and told everybody my story all the time, but it was always frustrating because no, you know, no, no one believed it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I continued to research it and it wasn't until I think it was uh, 2019, I believe it was, or, or mid 2019, where someone uh, convinced me to start my own page because I was getting upset at the things I was seeing on Instagram. And I said, you know what, fuck this. Let me start something. So at least there's one page just posting real stuff and yeah. not the bull crap that's being well, thrown that's, out there. That's because- your thing. Your thing says, I post only legit information. That's so funny that you, you just said that. Yeah, exactly. But you know why too? Because I, I, I put it like I look at it like this. I went through a lot of ridicule. I went through stress. I went through you know depression. I, you know, a lot of things that 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 came along with this. It wasn't because of you know thinking back like oh my god I saw this. It's because of everybody else around you. You understand? Yeah. Like, and it can have a very negative effect on you psychologically because of that, not because of what you saw or experienced, but because. No one else believes you. You understand? So, you know, having that experience on my, you know, on, on my shoulders, I I decided to go forward with the page because I wanted to reach out to people who literally felt or have gone through the exact same thing that I have. Because yeah, 
it's a lo- it's it's a real lonely road. You know what I'm saying? Well, look at I mean, look at, at the community the you build. You know? Yeah, look at the community you're building, like for yourself and for other people. I mean, like, I also think it's cool how your uh your page says education. I think that's actually pretty cool. I just realized that. <laughs> um, but you're. I think that's one of the coolest things. And I mean, like, I didn't really, I've always been interested in this stuff, but I didn't really get involved until very recently. Um, and it's because of people like you. Uh, the thing I always say is I'm a believer, man. I, and that, that's what makes me a dangerous friend to be around. Cause I, I fucking believe, but I, I'm so angry that we don't have confirmation yet that I started to get, it's going to sound horrible. I started to get bored. So I'm like, I know it's there. I don't need confirmation from you. I'm, I'm just going to go about my life. But now that things are ramping up, things are starting to get a lot crazier. I'm reaching out. I want to get involved again. And it's, man, it's because of people like you. I said this to uh, Disclosure Team. I mean, like, you, because you felt like you needed to do something, like you need to teach people, show people, and because you actually have, an ex- like, a real experience, it's because of you that's getting people like me to actually want to spread the correct word, you know, around. So you're doing a lot, man. You're you are if you think about it. Appreciate it. I thank you. Yeah. And that, absolutely. That's basically the reason why I wanted to do it, you know, because it's it's like I, I spoke to Vinny and a few other people, you know, I want we're not gonna get disclosure from the government. You already know that. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that. Government and military are gonna keep beating the fucking around the bush and we're not gonna get any answers. The real people that are going to get the answers are people like me, Vinny, like you guys that are putting this out there for the little people. You understand? Because, you know, the little people never really have a voice. No one ever listens to them because I guess they're not looked at as important. If you don't hold some kind of status or some crazy, you know, you have a crazy amount of money in the bank or whatever, no one really pays attention to you. And that's where I was really getting upset at because it's like, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what does any of that have to do with the fact that this is real and why do we have to listen to someone with credentials or why do we have to listen to someone in the government telling us what to believe in fuck that shit we have fucking eyes we can see things we can do our own research and come up with you know come to our own conclusions you know what i'm saying so that yes. that that was that's one of the things that i like to push for because you know i don't want people to just rely on these individuals to tell them what to think feel eat you know all that stuff Fucking come up with your own conclusion. Do your own research. Don't be lazy. You know what I'm saying? That's why I try to engage with everybody and, and you know, have them uh, investigate it for themselves. And thank God. I mean, I, I didn't think that my page was going to get to where it's at. And 19,000 is not a lot, you know, compared to other pages. But, you know, I'm I'm looking at, like, I got 19,000 legitimate followers. Yeah, yeah. Really following me for... For the, for the truth, you know? And that makes me feel yeah. good, you know? I, Bro, man, I get it, man. Like, <clears throat> I think the coolest part about, you know, the internet or just, you know, being someone that, you know, has a voice to share is that real people are going to want to listen. I always say to everybody, whether it's UFOs, UAPs, it's Twitch streaming, it's uh, you're an actor or actress, whatever, the internet's big and the planet's even bigger you're going to find an audience. No matter like it might take a while, it might take years, but your audience is out there and you I don't want to say you found them, I think they found you. But I totally I totally get what you're saying. Like holy shit, man. And you 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 you're doing the dirty work. I think I think it's really cool. you're right. Like the 
the regular people, whether that, you know, be everyone sitting in this room that I'm in right now or everyone out there in the world, they don't have a voice because, yeah, on paper, it's like their voice doesn't matter. So people like you, people like Vinny, anyone out there who's willing to put in the time to ex- to make that voice larger, I think they deserve, you know, a good amount of respect. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy doing all this. Um, but this is... You said something, I forget what it was, but it reminded me, I wanted to talk to you about, oh, this is what it was. You said, we don't need to rely on the government to know. Like, we can figure this out. We don't need them because they're not going to tell us anyway. What do you think all of this is? Like, let now let's get creative. Well, can, can I ask him? Go ahead. My, you, okay. Go ahead. Ask him what you're going to say. I wanted just to, to find out where you land on, like, sort of, I guess, the, the uh, UFO equivalent of the political compass test. Uh, just like some rapid fire questions, just to see where you where you land on that. Um, obviously, the first one was: Do you believe that uh, U- UFOs are the result of non-human technology? Well, the one I saw, no, but I do know after you know research that there are man-made and there are ET craft. Okay, uh, absolutely. Number two. That's a good segue into this. Uh, do you have a specific belief in what um, a significant number of the UFOs are? Like, are they? Oh, they they're from they're you know from the Dog Star system, and they came here ten years ago, like that kind of thing. Um, no. Um, well, I, again, through through my years of just researching this, um, there's been too many abduction stories and you know encounter stories that all describe different entities, not just ET Mm -hmm. grays. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that there's way more than just one race visiting this planet or one already in existence on this planet. Okay, good. Cause my next question was, do you believe that there are multiple species of aliens present on earth? Oh yeah. You could, I'm I'm pretty sure you guys have walked, uh, you've walked by one and didn't even realize. I got a story to tell you actually after that. Keep going. Okay. Uh, do you, do you believe in reptilians? I, okay, as as much of a believer as I am, I do like to also, you know, be careful. I'm, I'm a little careful with certain things that, you, because the, 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 the human mind is a little, can get a little wild, you know? So I do believe that there's something like that. I'm not 100% sure, you know, when it comes to the whole reptilian thing. But um, there was a scientific article that I found, which had nothing to do with this, okay, that actually spoke about mantis beings that were drawn on walls. And believe it or not, there have been some cases of um, ET contact where the beings were said to uh, resemble praying mantises, about six or seven foot tall with four arms. So (laughs) anything's possible. Those are the questions. Those are the questions? Yeah. Okay. I, oh, how about this one? How about, are, is there any famous uh, uh, things in the UFO lore or, like, famous events that you can point at and go, no, 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 that's bullshit. Don't worry about that. Oh, that's that. a good question, actually. So, like, um, oh, well, like, videos and stuff like that or things? Just videos or, like, abductions they or events. they have to be famous or, or crashes. Be anything? What, what, like, you know, like mainstream kind of. Okay, yeah, whatever. Well, mainstream, oh, my God, there's been so many videos that people post out there, like, especially the news. I'm sitting there like, oh, they keep posting CGI videos that were already debunked. (laughs) 
Like um, there was one major one that for many years I thought was real. And I was real disappointed when I found out that it was complete CGI. The and I'm, TR3B I'm not sure if you thing? Seen what was that? Is, is it the, that, the black triangle and the TR3B or something like that? Um, no, there's actually real footage of the TR3. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if it's exact TR3B, but there there is footage of um, the triangle ones. But the one I'm talking about is a specific video that was out for many years of a, um, it looked like it was taken from a helicopter of a nuclear facility where you see like three, four or five objects that come into view and stop right over the nuclear, uh, nuclear plant. And for many years, I said to myself, this is incredible footage. It's super clear. You could see them coming in. You see the shadows on the ground. And I mean, everyone thought it was real. It was, I've, I've seen it on the news and come to find out that the entire thing was CGI and it was created by some individual as a, um, um, I, I guess he was just trying to show off his skills or whatever. And the entire thing ended up being bogus. I'm like, you have to be, it was one of my favorite videos. Yeah. And I found out <laughs> the entire thing was just a bunch of crap. That sucks. Like, yeah, it, that was disappointing. And a lot of, actually, believe it or not, if you notice in the, um, in the news, if they show TR3B uh, uh, videos, those are nine, 99% CGI. None mm. of those are real. And it pisses me off when I see that, especially the one. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen this one. This was all over the news when this started coming out with the whole UFO thing. You remember the video where there's some guy in Florida, I believe it was, he's looking up at this light, the light splits up into a bunch of uh, different lights and goes off in different directions. Well, that ended up being an app. It was an app that actually made that effect. And I had figured that out at the time because a second video came out from a different location with the exact same anomaly object doing the exact same maneuvers. I linked it and was able to find, you know, all the, uh, uh, the proof for it, but the media kept on using it as evidence. Mm. And I'm sitting there like, Oh my God, these people don't do any research whatsoever. But yeah, yeah even they post a lot of fake crap all the time as real. They're all about those clicks. Last question. We have to bring up our boy. We got it. We got to bring up that question. Our boy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Three options. Do you do you not believe anything that Stephen Greer says? <laughs> do you think that, like in the early days of what he said, he was pretty credible, but now he kind of went off the rails a little bit? Or do you believe most of what he says? So I was a big fan of Greer's. I'm still a fan of Greer. The problem is, like, this This is one thing that I even told Vinny at the beginning when he first started. Um, I don't, I, me personally, I feel like this whole subject should literally be free to everybody. This is, this is, this is one of the biggest subjects of, of, of our, of our existence. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. To turn it into a business and try to make money off of it mm. is just wrong. You know, like that, that's just not what you're supposed to do with this. And it's typical of mankind to do that. So when it comes to Greer, I followed him. From, I mean, from the beginning, he was one of my, my biggest inspirations. And then I started to, you know, kind of see little things that he was doing here and there. And when it came to the money part, and then I found out through sources that, you know, apparently he was laundering money also um, and got in trouble for that. And he was using this money to try and get some million dollar ranch. 
So once I started Jeez. seeing that, I realized, okay, now he's he mm. went from starting the right way, which was getting people to you know to bring this information out to the public, like that disclosure conference talk. thing, from like what was it? Yeah, late that, 90s? Like that, yeah, that was amazing. You know, yeah, that yeah. was that was that was the very first time I think any of these individuals or any high-ranking individuals came forward and actually admitted to the existence of of these beings and recovered craft and all that stuff. But then, yeah, he kind of. I don't know. I don't know what happened. He kind of just went off the rails and it's like, it just started to become about money. You know, everything was yeah. money. And yeah, yeah, that, that's when I started getting upset at it because it's like, come on, bro, you were, you were doing really fucking good. And now you're screwing it up. The moment money is involved, it takes everything and taints it. You understand? Now the yeah. legitimacy of, of that subject is questionable because money's involved. You understand? That's why I don't want to take, yeah. I used to, yeah, I've printed out. Look, as a matter of fact, I got them right here. I had this, okay? Yeah. Little stickers that I made. I didn't even, I sold a few of them and I felt fucking horrible. It's no more. And it was only like four bucks. And that included, you know, the whole shipping the ship, and everything. Yeah. I didn't make no money off of it, but I felt bad that I was requesting someone to give me money for this and I'm like I can't I can't because wow. I don't want I don't I don't want to be associated with that. I don't want people to look at me and see that money's involved because like I said it just it takes away from the legitimacy of it. So if I'm doing it you know and, and just just for the hell of it, I feel like it's it's pure that way I guess you can say that I'm doing it for the right reasons. Yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, hey, these things are real, and buy my book. Yeah, bucks buy on my Amazon. book. <laughs> yeah, like, like for example, that's like, um, what's his face? Um, forbidden knowledge. Oh, I was gonna say Whiteley Striber. No, I'm actually I'm not sure who he is. <laughs> uh, who that's, who did you bring up? Wait, yeah, who's you say? Uh, what's his name? Uh, it's forbidden knowledge. Um, some uh something Carlson. Um. Uh, oh, uh, Randall Carson. Randall Car Carlson. No, no, he's the he's the um. Oh what's the God. what's the content called? I'll look it up. It's uh, his page is forbidden knowledge on Instagram. I know it's uh, uh yeah. All right. His his last name is Carlson. I keep forgetting his first name. Hold There's on. um a lot of forbi forbidden knowledge is actually on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. Well, it's like it's, it sounds like a cool, edgy thing. It like, does. Oh, it's, it's, it's the first one that comes up this. is Michael Papas. <laughs> well, this individual, he's he's a uh, he's a black guy, okay. and I'll look, I'll keep looking. It, his his whole thing is all about money. It's about buy this book, and oh, I got the secrets of the Emerald Tablet, but you, I won't tell you unless you buy this book. Yeah, this and this. I mean, it, it's literally all about money. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I I can't stand that. I can't stand that at all. Every every you know when he posts things, you got ads or to buy this or that. It's like, come on, man! This it, it's that I I don't like. You know, that's actually when when you say that, it makes talking to you even like ten times better, ten times better because it's like this guy's the fucking shit, man. Like he's real about this, and I think that's really cool <laughs> because like uh, when with the Stephen whole Stephen Greer thing, it's like like I said. I'm a bad friend, man. I want to believe. I'm not gonna like say you're wrong a lot because I, I want I want to, but now that money's involved, like to the extent where it's like buying you property, I don't even. Not only do I kind of question what you've come out come out with in the past, but now everything you come out with in the future is kind of means nothing to me because like I'm like you could be saying you just want to sell things to me now, you know. So you're right, it taints it. I do think though, 
that you selling stickers is a, is a, is a huge, it's way underneath, you know, what uh, Stephen Green and everyone's doing. Um, I do think you starting uh, a, like a brand is kind of cool, but I, I think it's very honorable what yeah. you were saying. And even selling stickers, like maybe that's how it, like it starts like with a little thing, like oh, I'll make these stickers. Like wow, a lot of people bought those. Maybe I should. Maybe yeah. they want some shirts. Then you make shirts, and then you just keep going and going. It's like how about a yep. whole documentary? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yep. Yeah. I said I actually just found his name is Billy Carson. Billy Carson. Yeah. Billy Carson. What did you say it was before? Um, Car- I think I said Carl Carlson something like that. Oh, maybe Billy Carl Car- Carson Carson. Yeah, yeah that's really, that fucking sucks, man. Shit, people do that. But one one thing I do want to say about Greer is, um, I I do believe that his content, you know, the stuff that he has that, that he's showing on his footage, I mean, on his videos and documentaries, they're real. You know, like like th- 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 none of that stuff is. There was one incident though. I was very, I was, re- I'm not gonna say very, I was real fucking disappointed with this shit, because. One of the most famous pieces of footage that he's got out there, I'm not sure if you've seen it, was the incident, uh, the event that occurred in Florida, where um, supposedly out in the in, in in the ocean they were doing some C5 group, the uh, group and meet stuff. or whatever, yeah. and these two massive lights came on in the ocean. Uh, well, there was an you know you know how the sleuths are on the internet, yeah. Um, they went and they found that on that exact day, there was a plane in that exact same spot. These two lights were seen at. And the funny thing is when you look at the video, you know, it started to make sense after, after seeing this, this information and this uh, evidence, he literally says it in the video. He didn't want anybody using any binoculars and he didn't want anybody using their night vision. Oh, Only he gosh. was using so mm. once I, I once I saw that once I saw the evidence and then went back and saw the video, I said to myself, I'm like, did this guy just literally like like bullshit this whole yeah, thing? Scam everyone. You know what I'm saying? And then when, when I started looking at the lights, they literally behaved identical to flares. The way they the, the way they appeared, you could see them if you fast forward the video, you actually see them dropping down just like flares very slowly, and then they go off just like flares and i'm saying to myself like did this guy really do this to gain you know like like attention or stuff like that and once that happened and i realized that you know this information was making sense i was like oh my god bro i mean you just lost a lot of credibility you know what i'm saying do you think that he does stuff like that and then laughs maniacally with all of his money or do you think he's like this is a means to an end. I know it's evil, but we got to get people to believe. I think that's what he, I think that's his, his drive. Gotcha. He, even if he faked it, he, he may have faked it with the best of intentions. You understand? Yeah. But, you know, eventually, the, you know, the, this stuff comes out, or the, you know, and it's just like kind of takes you, it kind of, it kind of makes you start looking like, like you're a fraud. You understand? So that was, that was one of the, that was actually, that was the big reason why I had stopped following his, you know, his work for a while was because of the information that came out from that specific uh, sighting. Yeah. And, it, you know, once that happens, then you question everything else, you know. But I I personally know someone who worked, um, who literally worked with Greer, like, I mean, side by side. He was, he was a secretary for a while. 
And he confirmed to me that, you know, although that incident, yeah, may have been uh, uh, faked, you know, like he, he, he planned the whole thing out. He did say that he had access to his entire archive. And he said there is footage that he's never uh, shown to the public for, I, I forget exact, you know, the exact reasons, but apparently he does have a lot more compelling evidence that he just doesn't release. And this is, like I said, this is coming from someone who literally worked with him for a long time and was um, in charge of all of his um, of, of of his files, all of his you know documents and everything. So I, I've got I've got two questions, and they're kind of they're pretty different. So if I I'm, I might need to remind you of the of one of them by the time you're finished with the first. Um, first question is going to is in the same area. Is that what? How far do you believe when it comes to the CE5s, and then the the second question is people like Greer, so him and everyone else, other than, you know, confidentiality and classified stuff, why do you think they will openly say they're sitting sitting on information but won't share it? I, I think it's mainly because of um, you know, like individuals that he, you know, that he knows in the inside, you know, like behind the scenes that yeah. kind of make threats. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want you showing this. You could show the other stuff, but don't show this information. It's like, sort of like what's going on right now in the media, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's way more compelling information out there, you know, videos and stuff, but they just won't release it. Even Louis, uh, Louis Lozano admitted to it. You know, I, I, I feel like there's something else going on behind the scenes when it comes to this phenomenon that me personally, I don't think people are really ready for it still. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may be that it may be that mind blowing that 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 you know they are they really are afraid of how we're going to handle it, how we're going to take it. It's not just about saying, "Oh yeah, ET is real." But if you found out that, yeah, okay, ET is real, but we were a massive science experiment, and yeah. there's no real meaning to life. You understand what I'm saying? There's no afterlife. You're not going to go to heaven. You're not going to. You just you just exist, and we're just observing you to you know to collect data. Think about how messed up that would be if you found something like that out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's you know there, there may be reasons as to why certain things aren't put out there, and that's probably you know that, that, in my opinion I think that's one of them. You know I don't I don't think we're I still don't think we're ready for for the real truth, and that may be one of the reasons why they're pushing so hard for the secrecy. Gotcha. And um, what about the CE fives? How far do you believe with the CE five? CE five, right? Yeah. We're saying fives. Am I saying fuzz? Like it's cool. <laughs> CE five. Thank you, thank you, John. <laughs> well, they call they call it CE. He he, you know, coined the term CE five. Um, but honestly, it's really just, you know, going out and it's 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 no different than you going and and praying to God, and asking you know for you know for for the day to be a good day or you know can you please give me this or whatever. You speaking and, and reaching out to the universe is basically literally what it is. Well, just yeah, I think so. Let me let me rephrase it then. Do you think that extraterrestrials and humans can communicate telepathically? Do you think there's any any merit to that assumption? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, when, when it comes to C five, you're 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 putting that 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 positive energy out there, and these beings they they do pick up on that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Like. They, I guess they have, they're on a lo- another level of consciousness where 
maybe they like for example like when i said when i see them when i saw the, the craft I, I saw i got the sense that it noticed me you understand maybe they're at that level of consciousness where they could actually feel something like you know uh something looking at them and being noticed you understand what i'm saying yeah like i i don't, I don't know how to explain it too well but it's it, it kind of reminds me of the whole spooky action at a distance with albert einstein that when you um actually not nuts nuts yeah 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 i think it's spooky actually out of this is it's so when you um when you it's an experiment that when you look at a particle it changes but when you don't look at it it's it, it registers something else oh yeah i heard yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i know it's what you're the, talking about is it the double split experiment something like that i know you i know exactly what you're talking about so at the at the molecular level at the quantum level you know something as simple as you looking at an object actually changes or it can be picked up you understand so maybe they actually have that kind of sense that they can feel just when they're being looked at, you know, or, or something like that. You, you know, know that's I mean? so funny because you, they talk about how, like, if you stare at someone long enough, they, like, feel that they're being looked at. It's, like, the same kind of thing. There you go. Exactly. Do, do, you, do you think, then, that it's more likely or equally likely for them to either be, like, intergalactic or interdimensional? I think they're both. I think, they're, yeah. I think, I think both of them exist. I think there's a good possibility that that we're being visited. What we're seeing is, it, it, you know, it's even possible that what you know that that what we're seeing could have been living on this planet before us, and they just lived in the ocean and we lived on land and they really didn't want anything to do with us. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be that you know it just pops up from a different dimension and disappears out of nowhere, like it. Yeah, actually, I po- I don't know if you saw it. I posted a video from Mexico that showed something like that. Let me see. I don't know if you've seen it. I think it was in like 2005, where the alien that comes out or the uh, the being that comes out from behind the telephone pole. How long ago? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seen that? The, well, they're, something they're like playing, that. They're playing soccer, and you don't. There's like it's almost like uh, um, there's something behind a pole, and you see like an uh, an arm reach out. Yeah. There's nothing on the other side of the pole. So it looks like strange. It's like a like a like a I don't know. It looked like a, like a yeah, yeah, magic yeah. trick. No, type I can of understand thing. you. Yeah. So you you um I used to watch this show and then I kind of started hating it because I was like the bro like so much of this is so fake because they do it because it's, it's a TV show. Um, you remember the show uh fact or faked? I think so. Yeah. There was this episode where they talk about night crawlers, and out of all the episodes I've ever watched, that is the creepiest one. I'm gonna tell you why. What you're describing right now, like, I, I guess something, like, really skinny behind a pole, reaching out its arm, right? Well, no, not skinny. Or, like, that's how I imagine it, though, yeah. like, in my head just now. There's these things, if you look up Nightcrawlers, um, and maybe put, like, fact or fiction, but there's, like, this town, I think it's in Texas or something, where the... the Fresno? Fresno, might be Fresno. I, is that, am I, are we on the same page? Yeah, I, I think I'm talking about those things are so creepy. The videos of them, but what's creepy is not that because the videos could be fake. These like little stick figure people walking around. What's creepy is apparently there's like uh, na- like Native American folklore about them. That's what creep creeps me out. Well, I could tell you that um, I, I did research that, and it wasn't it wasn't fake. That that footage, that bro. You saw don't was- even say that to me. I want it to be. It fucking freaks me out, bro. No, it wasn't, I, it, it wasn't. It wasn't fake. It was actually that footage was taken from a uh, home surveillance. camera. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it fuck? was taken from a home surveillance it, camera. That's um, it. Holy, I'm gonna put it on on the screen for when this episode comes out because this shit scares the fuck out of me. Continue. I'm just, sorry. I'm sorry. They're just like two legs. Yeah, they're basically like two legs, and one of them has like clothes. 
it's yeah, it's very it's very weird. It does look kind of like they, it has some kind of clothing or something, but it um you see the first one come in kind of kind of slowly, and then the second one comes oh from the distance gosh. a little faster. I'm getting the chill. Right that now. that was a hundred percent, a hundred percent real. There was no CGI in that. What the hell is that and thing? One of the reasons I can also tell you that that footage was legitimate was because I actually found second footage taken from a uh, another location um, that showed the exact same creatures walking down a pathway, oh like a gosh. like road, Andy. and it was even clearer than the Fresno footage. Okay, so do you think that's ET, or like you think that comes from the Earth? Like, what is that? I. I mean, it could it could be something that's been living here, you know. This is what I want. Yeah, I, this is what I want to talk to you about because we got into it a little bit. We when we we're talking about like what what could they be? You talked like I don't want to leave the nightcrawler discussion yet because I, I fucking love this shit. But you talked a lot about like what could or or might not be in the ocean and like what you know if these things do come from the earth, like why haven't they been here or there? Like that, I think would be more fascinating than something coming from space because no shit there's something in the space but if there's something living on the planet and we had no idea like that blows my mind well it's a good possibility is that they've been here you know this entire time living in the oceans what if you know what if this what if there was a species that evolved faster than us but was aquatic you understand yeah and you know they they, they have been here way longer developed their technology you know uh for, for all those years that we weren't around and then all of a sudden life sprang up or, you know, who knows, maybe they even created us or spliced our genetics, our genetics with other creatures that were here, for example, like monkeys or whatever. And, yeah. and made us you know, like the, like the whole story with the Anunnaki. Can you, but, um, can you give me a, uh, a quick summary of that? Cause I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm a little lost on it. Uh, well, supposedly, um, you know, Sumerians talked about the Anunnaki and how we were basically created as a slave. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, yeah. To, to become slaves to mine, I believe it was gold for them or something like that. So basically, yes, they, yes. Yeah, they took uh, whatever was apes or the cavemen at the time or whatever the hell it is, our ancestors, and in, uh, uh, put some of their genetics into them to create them, you know, to make them a little smarter and have us do their work for them. That's how the supposedly how the story goes. Yeah. I, I that that's I I remember hearing about that, but I, I, I forgot a little bit. But that that's actually pretty cool. Uh I do like the theory because it is cool. But with the whole oceans and things like that, with the night crawlers, tell me if I'm wrong, but did they think or deduce that the night crawlers kept going back into like water and like lakes and stuff? Was that true? Um I'm not I'm not sure with that one. Um I think that the furthest I went was, you know, finding out that Native Americans talked about them as well. Oh God, yeah. Um, but um, when it comes to when it comes to the oceans, the only beings that I've heard um, dwelling in the oceans is actually, you know, greys, alien greys. Really? Yeah. Um, like the story. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard of the one from Russia, the incident where the divers were in the lake. Uh, yeah, in the well, lake. Tell me about this. And they were so I, I believe it was uh, I believe it was the Russians that they were exploring um, some lake. I forget the name of it. And long story short, I think it was about six or seven individuals that were or six, seven divers that were down there. 
and they came across these beings that were literally just kind of like they weren't swimming they were moving around sort of the same exact way the way ufos move you yeah. see the crafts moving these beings in with, with this sort of apparatus over their head were kind of moving around the water in the exact same way so they weren't displaced you know like pushing themselves the way we do to swim mm. it was some sort of like personal anti-gravity thing they had on moving around the water like they were flying yeah and, and, um it was Lake Bacow. So, Lake Bacow. 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 Yeah, like, yes, yes. That's so I, uh, so one of the one of the divers attempted to grab one of them, and um, I guess in a, uh, a, a I guess in the defensive, uh, you know, instincts kicked in, and a blast of energy was emitted from one of these uh, beings and shot all of them back up to the surface so fast that i if i'm not mistaken i think they all died yeah actually that that does happen this is like an actual this isn't just like a story this is actually documented yeah after the soviet union collapsed they just fucking got all these documents they well that's pretty interesting that's pretty interesting yeah it was real document that was uh that that came out i I forget exactly when it was discovered but um it was a real incident it was a a legitimate incident and it was documented god and then i like that other one what was the other one? I know, I know, I, I heard of another one. I forget. Um. Oh my god, it slips my mind. <laughs> it's all good. Do you want to circle back well, around? Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it. It'll probably come back to me later. So, with and I, Johnny and I were talking about it a little bit before the show about um. You know, I say a lot of the times when people don't believe or they're skeptical. Um, I'm like, oh, but this stuff has been, you know, although no evidence or no, no recordings, uh, centuries, people have been seeing these things. Um, I actually want you to, I want you to talk to him about the thing you, you spoke about in the last episode a little bit. Okay. All right. I talked to this to Vin. I tried to, I shortened this to Vinny and I didn't explain it thoroughly enough. I don't, I don't think he got it. So I, if you don't mind, I, if I can go on for like a couple minutes just to tell you this sort of little theory I have in the whole UFO thing. Um, yeah, go ahead. And it's not to discredit the UFOs as physical phenomenon, because I do believe that they're a physical phenomenon. But, um, just, all right, so th- here, I think that the idea that UFOs are uh, a physical phenomenon, but also a psychological phenomenon is accurate. I think that, uh, uh, UFOs are physical, but um, it's it's possible that you know UFOs are things we've been seeing in the sky for at least we know for physically we've been seeing them in the sky for seventy years, right? But there's there's a uh, uh, there's sightings of recorded sightings of UFOs from you know from centuries ago that you know that predate uh, any radar. So, but let me just okay so. The, the explanation of UFOs as, as a psychological phenomenon is basically um, that it is it, outlined, it's sort of outlined in Carl Jung's book where he talks about, he was trying to figure out what, what, what the hell is going on with these UFOs back in like the 50s, right? And he was talking about, um, you know, the, the shape of these UFOs and the way they react is, correlates with, um, you know, some things uh, like some psychological symbols and stuff like that. Um so one of the things he, he talks about is 
how interest in UFOs correlates with the division of the times. So, for example, back in the 50s, he goes, uh, this is a quote from his book, he goes, in the threatening world of today, when uh, people are being are beginning to see that everything is at stake, the projection-creating fantasy soars beyond the realm of earthly organizations and powers into the heavens, into interstellar space, where the rulers of human fate, uh, the gods, uh, once had their abodes in the planets. Our earthly world is split into two halves. Nobody knows where a helpful solution is to come from. And um, that kind of disassociation that he talks about during the Cold War is one that's mimicked today, uh, mostly bolstered by, you know, like social media and mainstream media. This division is something that rivals something in the 1950s. And the last time since today, uh, obviously today we're taking them very seriously now, but the last time the, the public took UFOs seriously was back in the 1950s, where they also had high amounts of division. And he talks about how um, in this state of dis- disassociation, UFOs have taken the shape of primarily disks, which was I- disks in the 1950s, right? Um, he-, he talks about these circles as God images and God being a totality symbol of par excellence, something round and perfect. The shape of UFOs uh, is analogous to that of elements composing of the structure of space and the galaxies. And uh, sure enough, UFOs took this popular shape at a time where humanity first seriously considered space travel uh, after World War II. And, and then that, and that was the first, and that time period was also the first time we associated UFOs with aliens. Um, and in Jacques Vallée's book, uh, I don't know, you, you, you're familiar with Jacques Vallée, right? Yeah, I'm a little familiar with um, him. In his book, Passport to Magonia, which I would, was one of the best books I ever read on the UFO thing. He outlines the similarities between folklore uh, uh, and UFO sightings and encounters and abductions. And he talks about how the modern idea of aliens correlates with folklores and myths of elves and fairies. So basically like dwarfish races haunting the lands and burn burn circles where magic lingered. There's a lot of reports of burn circles left by UFOs and a lot of folklore, uh, a sign of of, uh, magic occurring. Afterwards is a burn circle in like the grass or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes in and angelic visitations from beings from the sky and stuff like and there's a lot of stuff like that. And he, he highlights how uh, humanity has always seen things in the sky and how their appearance and comprehensions, uh, comprehension of the objects uh, mirrors our technological process. So, you know, we had agent reports of flaming chariots, medieval reports of aerial ships, 19th century reports of you know, dirigibles like blimps and post-war uh, reports of flying saucers to the more uh, modern reports of, like, more extra- more ab- abstract crafts, such as, like, Tic Tacs and, you know, uh, spheres, squares within translucent spheres and pyramids, stuff like that. And uh, this point lines up with Jung's position uh, of UFOs being a modern myth. That's, that's what his book was called, uh, you know, the modern myth of thing- things being uh, seen in the sky. Um, that accounts... Uh, uh, because uh, being a modern myth that accounts the, uh, the encounters with aliens and, uh, and abductions and UFOs correlates with the folklores and, myth and myths of thousands of years. So basically it's saying that the same stories that UFOs are basically the same stories we've been telling for thousands of years, but they sort of have like a modernized almost sci-fi filter to, to them, the whole idea of it. So I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you, is it possible? Would you be open to the, the, the argument that, um, that, I think that it's it's possible that the, can the UFO people usually think it's binary. Well, is it, is is it just pe- people seeing things in the sky, or is it physical craft? And I think I don't think it's binary. I think 
it's possible that a UFO can be a psychological phenomenon and a physical phenomenon. That being, they're actually two separate phenomena completely from each other. That humans have always just been seeing things in the sky based off of some kind of mechanism, natural mechanisms in our brain. Um, and also this other thing, the physical reality of UFOs, uh, just happens to be happening coincidentally at the same time. And they just line up with each other by happenstance. If that's if I explained it clearly, if you have any questions, if I didn't explain it clearly, or I I, I kind of I kind of have an idea uh, of you know what you're getting at, but um the see the the way I look at it and the way I explain it is yeah like you mentioned you know with um with the time the time periods like chariots of fire and you know then we see discs and at one point we saw other things you got to also remember that you know these our interpretations of the craft changed also because of the time periods that we existed. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. So for example, you know, when they spoke about the chariots in the sky, of course they're going to put chariots because they didn't know what anything else was. Exactly. The only, the only thing on the road at the time was a horse, you know, and a chair that, that was pulling a chariot. You know what I'm saying? So when, when I, I feel like what he's trying to get at in that sense, um, I think he's, thinking too into it. You know what I'm saying? I think mm -hmm. he's thinking too much into the subject. And the simplest explanation is just that, you know, when these things were seen, the knowledge that we had at the time allowed us to interpret it the way we did. You understand, right. you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I believe that they've been seeing the exact same things we've been seeing this, this, this entire time, ever since the days of the Bible. But everything was interpreted differently because that was the extent of their knowledge right. in that in that time frame or that time period. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think much has changed from then to now. I think we're seeing the exact same things. You understand? Yeah. And I just want to point out, none of, neither of those books, Carl Jung's book, The Modern Myth of Flying Saucers, and, and Jacques Bailey's book, none of those were uh, none of those were trying to debunk the UFO myth. Carl Jung actually was like, you know, he he was like, okay, now these things are appearing on radar. What the hell's going on here? And he just tried to do it from a psychological level, since that's what his expertise was in. And Jacques Vallée, even though he believes that in the physical reality, of them was just trying to outline the 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 similarities in the folklore with the current reports of the modern day. So they both neither of the books were trying to say if it was real or not, or debunking it or anything. They were trying to do like this philosophical type. Uh, oh yeah, no, I I I get that, you know, I yeah. I understand, but for example, actually, I got one here from from uh, fifteen sixty one. It was uh, where was it Nuremberg? The Nuremberg incident. Like, if you look at that, you know, they, they there's an actual newspaper article that they created from this from this uh, event where the entire town saw crosses. Uh, cigar-shaped objects right. and orbs in the sky that were literally fighting each other. And some of them were coming down and oh, crashing. Oh, yeah, I know this, yeah. So, I mean, if you look at, if you look at the, you know, like, for example, just that one alone, their description of what these objects were, like I was saying, is limited to what they understood. They probably, they... They didn't have any idea what it was, so they're only going to... They have to relate it to something, you know. Like they, That's yeah. why I said, like, in the beginning, I said their appearance or comprehension mimics our technological. So 
But one thing I do want to point out when it comes to what he was saying what you were, and what you were just reading is that I feel like us seeing these crafts, you remember the movie, uh, 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 what is this, Space Odyssey? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 2000, what was it, 2000? 2001 uh, A Space Odyssey, 1968. Yeah, Space Odyssey. Well, the whole premise of that was when these apes saw this, this monolith. And the monolith, what did it end up doing? The monolith ended up doing what I explained when I saw my craft that opened up a door right. in the mine. You understand? And yeah. that door, when it opened up in the mine, allowed these, you know, uh, apes or whatever to start uh, basically evolving into something completely different because of what they saw. It opened up that door. So I feel it that... It marked a stage in their evolution. Exactly. I feel like a lot of what we've experienced in our... Uh, existence as, as humans um, is it was purposely done so it could open up our minds to get us to where we are like for example today you understand and beyond so that's why right now with everything that's going on with the whole UFO uh, phenomenon and all being all over the news I think it's a really fucking good thing because it's opening up that doorway to everybody it's making it yeah okay now for people to look at this subject and really think about it for real and what that's going to do now is it's going to allow us to evolve into the next we're going to be able to go into the next stage now because we're accepting something that was once unacceptable you understand right so that that alone just that door opening is the exact same thing from the movie it's now giving you that ability to elevate your the, the species to the next to the next level, yeah, I guess right. you could say. You know, you know what I'm saying? yeah, it's funny. Um, our other host, our he's our like our technical producer. He couldn't make it today, um, but he had a theory which he shared in the last episode we had uh, with Vinny, which is reminding me about a lot of what you guys are saying. It's basically that um, he he took religion as an example to explain what his theory is about. Where it's like, imagine. So you have the heavens, and the whole goal is to go to heaven, to be a good person, to help each other, to make sure we can progress and get to a good place uh, for all people, for all mankind, right? And he was saying, what if, okay, what if heaven isn't real, but we got the idea of going to the heavens because what if extraterrestrials came down and they basically taught us, look, your goal as existing beings in this universe should be to progress enough to continue living as long as you can. Because he's saying that aliens have to be peaceful, obviously. You look at them, they're peaceful. So their goal is to make sure... What is up? What can I say? He, he says that the aliens that have evolved to the point where they can get to our planet Would have must to. be peaceful because he thinks... His hypothesis that in order to beat the Great Filter, which is not destroying yourself before you have the ability to leave the planet, they had to become an all-peaceful yes. uh, society. Yeah, so he's saying, wh- therefore, their goal would be to spread that peace, to teach peace, right? So he was saying, what if aliens came down, and whether they mess with their DNA or whatever, sure, but they also taught us that we need to be peaceful, right? We need to overcome and he, he would he would say how the human brain could only really comprehend uh, between like one and like two hundred, hundred fifty, hundred and fifty, like Dunbar's number, Dunbar with uh, faces and names. Um, 
but the only way to really grow, and he considered that like your tribe, you know, that's when you have hunter and gatherer tribes, that's how big it is, because you can't really expand that without not really knowing who you're around, but he said one of the ways you could expand your tribe is religion, and now you know thousands of people that believe in what you believe in, so now you have an even bigger tribe, he was saying. So he's saying, what if that religion was basically made by ETs in a sense, in a way, where it's like they're trying to teach us to be peaceful so we can get to heaven, but heaven not being, you know, what it's written down in, in the books, right? Heaven being the continuation in the everlasting life of mankind, which is just leaving the planet, uh, populating other galaxies so we can continue thriving in this you know, existence. And, and it was very, and please add things if I'm missing some stuff, because it was a very he, he was good theory. He was basically saying uh, his hypothesis, which he doesn't believe. This is just a theory. Just a theory. Just a theory. For fun. But he says he would basically, he, he was basically saying, what if religion is a form of technology given to humans so that they can beat the great filter, basically? That was like the I've, gist of it. Yeah. I've, I've actually had this conversation with Vinny before. Um, so, Okay, so I, I got one. I got one better for you. I'm ready. So we all know the story of the bomb. Yeah, I actually how, just finished reading. You know, <laughs> how God, you know, uh, a third of this, what are the third of the stars fell from the heaven down to earth, or whatever. Um, Satan was banished to earth. So when you think of this story, right, you, you, you're you're reading a book that was written by an ancient man. Yeah, who really didn't know their ass from their elbow. <laughs> So to, and I'm not, you know, trying to shit on any religion no, whatsoever funny. when it funny, comes yeah. to this because, you know, I, 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 I was religious and I still do believe in a God. I just, after what I experienced, I don't believe in religion of man. Gotcha. Because men, men are flawed by nature. You understand? Yeah. So if you take a book that was written in ancient times and here we are in 2021 and read it now, it's pretty hard to open up that book and take it at face value. You understand? Because these individuals at this time were, were pretty basic. You know what I'm saying? They, they didn't they didn't really have knowledge of the universe like that you know, or, or, or how things work. So what if, okay, the story that was in the Bible, okay, had nothing to do with angels or demons. It was all extraterrestrial. What if there was one specific race or one individual that was in charge of a specific ET race, and that ET race rebelled against this individual, and that individual banished the ETs down to this planet, and is one of the reasons why we experience some of the paranormal things that we experience that we have no explanation for, ghosts, poltergeist, stuff like that, demonic possession. What if it wasn't really demonic possession? What if it was these ETs that are locked up somewhere on the ground, pissed off and messing with us, because they don't like the fact that they can't leave where they're at and we're up here free living our lives, you know, doing whatever the hell we want to do. You understand? So now go ahead, go ahead, can you finish? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Do you do you think then Because um, <clears throat> I know this is just one theory or idea of yours, but do you think that ETs and more paranormal stuff are one and the same or are they two separate things? No, I think they're one and the same. Okay. I think they're one of the same. But now when you came up, you know, to talk to, to touch up on the whole religion part, I believe that religion was a tool created um, 
to, it was a tool created, I guess you could say like the way Vinny says technology in a sense, but I believe it was more a tool created for the mind of man to get them to stray away from their violent ways and more peaceful way. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It was it's a form of mental mental manipulation, I guess you could say. You understand? Give 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 these individuals something to fear because if they have nothing to fear, then we're just going to be worse than what we are right now. You know what I'm saying? And this is us. Look at the look at the state of the world we're living in now, and this is with us believing in God. Imagine we didn't believe in anything. You think like the aliens are like fuck? I, we really fucked this one up. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I, I mean, I, I won't doubt that. You That's know, it, funny. it's it's happened before where they had to reset us because things just didn't go the way they planned. You know what I'm saying? I don't so it's, it's a possibility, Jesus. you know? Now, when you think of Jesus Christ, for example, you know, you look back at the story of Mary and she was a virgin and gave birth to a child. Now, that in that time period was a miracle. This is an absolute miracle. I mean, at that time, if that happened, I'd be like, holy crap, this is some saint, you know? How the hell did she give birth to a child and she never had intercourse? Well, fast forward to 2021, and we now know that's possible with artificial insemination. You understand? Yeah. So what if Jesus Christ himself was a hybrid that was placed inside the belly of this woman, had abilities because he was extraterrestrial, which would look like he was creating miracles, but in reality it was just an ability that this being was able to do because he had genetics of some other species and was literally created to assist mankind in reaching that goal of, you know, true peace and, and, and happiness instead of, you know, uh, being the violent individuals that we were. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So what would you that'd call... That'd be so fun. That'd be I would fun. love that. That'd be fucking crazy. Well, I mean, if you think... Well, look, th- th- think of this, too. I always tell this to people all the time. You know, when they tell me, oh, I don't believe in aliens, I'm like, all right, no problem. You believe in God? They're like, yeah. I was like, well, is God... Was God born on Earth? They're like, no. I said, so what's God? Extraterrestrial. You understand? So what do you think the uh, second coming would be? <laughs> no, seriously. You, I mean, you never, you, you never know if we're actually, you know, experiencing that right now. Yeah. Where, where, you know, yeah, uh, you know, Jesus died or whatever. Who knows if he was? You know, if they do have ability to bring him back, or what if God? What if? What if? You know, when we die, it really is not the end. And the and what we consider heaven is not really heaven, but it's just the process of moving to the next yeah. uh, reality or, yeah. or the our next existence. You understand? Maybe, maybe that's what heaven is, and not everyone is going to be able to get there because you know, like for example, a murder or something that nobody wants a murder in the next you know, uh, uh, um, existence, Jeez, you know, maybe. like you failed, go back to the start. You murdered somebody. Exactly. Holy you know, shit. maybe, maybe that's where reincarnation comes from. Maybe all these things that people believe in different religions believe in, they are all real. Only the thing is everyone interprets it differently. You understand? Like yeah. I always looked at it like this. I look at, I look at it like our universe, our existence, all this stuff. It's like there's energy flowing all around you at all times. So when you're born, that little fetus or whatever captures a bit of that energy. And as it starts to develop, that little bit of energy that it captured starts to make who you are. You understand? And then once you die, that energy goes back into the sea of energy. 
or this, you know, the, the, into space. And it, the, the cycle just continues and keeps going and going. That's where reincarnation comes from. So and you never you, know if it's something like that, you know? I'm going to I'm gonna hear so much shit for saying what I'm about to say from Johnny. It's uh, the acronym. I, I, I have to bring up DMT. And Johnny's gonna oh, beat no. it. Yeah, I I, I, bring, I I talk about it all the time. I'm not gonna <clears throat> I'm not gonna beat a dead horse though, because I do talk about it pretty frequently. But it reminds me of all the things people say about psychedelics and DMT and stuff. Because once you connect the dots, you know, when it comes from to religion, to ET stuff, to science, and then to like psychedelics and that whole culture, Native Americans, anything that's like pagan, it's like it all starts to sound like the same thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so it's very easy to believe, or at least. You're, I, I'm, I'm able to say, you know what, that makes a lot of sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the truth, like everything you're saying, you know? I mean, but that's the great thing of all this, this entire subject, and, you know, it's it, it just like, you just never know, you, you understand? Yeah. Like, I Look, think the, that's probably the most entertaining part of everything, is yeah. all theories are possible, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? The best stuff is, like, reading the stuff that I know is probably not true, but just going, oh my god, what if it's true? Yeah, what if it's true? Like, I, I remember, like, Few months ago, I was in my math class in Zoom for college, and I'm, I'm like one in for one. I'm on my computer, right? I'm on the distraction, yeah, yeah, trying to yeah. being. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and then within within five seconds, I don't even know how it happened. It was like I I just blacked out, and I was all of a sudden I was reading the 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 preview on Amazon for a book called Project Serpo about twelve humans that went to another planet oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm reading it like, oh, my God. Lord, was, uh, <laughs> like I, but it's so fun. That part's so fun about it. Well, okay. Well, actually, you know what? That I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because you know where that story originally came from, right? Majestic 12? Uh, well, not, not that it where it originally came from. Let me rephrase that. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah, yeah. The film? Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, at the end of the movie, what happened? He went Pope's, on the... He went they on did the, an exchange. Yeah. Right. Well, apparently that story uh, from... Uh, I'm not sure how true this is, but it said that um, after the movie came out that um, Spielberg was approached by an individual and asked where he found... Where he got the yeah, idea they were, for that. Yeah, they were like, how'd you know? Jeez. Yeah, well, they... Yeah, they said, "How? where'd you get the idea for the last part of your, for your movie? And uh, I'm not sure exactly how he replied, but apparently there was an insider leaking him information into certain, you know, uh, events or things that were going on in the military behind the scenes. And that part at the end of the movie is where Project Serp, what, you know, what, what Project Serpo that you're talking about came from. Mm-hmm. That supposedly was a real thing. And I actually, um, I, I had found a, a, an interview, I forget by who, I have it somewhere in my archive. But when you get into the details of that story, it is pretty incredible. And if somebody made up this freaking story just for the hell of it, for shits and giggles, they did a pretty damn good job of coming up with the the uh, the, the minute details for, for, for the event. Right, like there was, six, was 600,000 of them, and, you know, was, the average degrees was 115 degrees, and they one of the humans got killed in the cryo chamber after the aliens said not to touch him or whatever, like shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, then they then they went into, for example, this was a a binary star system, and you know there is story of a race that you know comes from a binary star system close to close to our you know our um, our solar system. So it, it 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 starts to make you question, you know, like is this 
actually real information, you know, but it's just so far-fetched that you think it's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because I always found that when I see or read stories that have that much detail, those are the ones I like to pay attention to because, you know, why, why go through all that trouble? to make up a story like that for, for what, you know what I'm saying? Well, it wasn't a you book know? that was getting sold for money. Exactly. Like no money's made of it. No, nothing's made. So why go through all that? You know, that's like, for example, with the skinny Bob footage, everyone thinks it's fake. It's a doll or it's some kind of, but why in God's name, would someone create such an incredibly convincing uh, video of a real life ET moving and blinking and, you see the muscles in the face and all that moving as it as it as it as it blinks. Can, can I ask? And, you? Yeah, go ahead. In, in your uh, icon on Instagram, you have the the that alien in the middle of it. That's Skinny Bob. Yeah. So you so you think do you, so you believe that that footage is real? I personally feel it is. I mean, I it, it, to this day, there's nothing ever come out truly debunking. And when you, I mean, when you look at it, it's like you just get you get goosebumps because it's, it's what it, you, it's like what it would look like if there was a real alien walking around and moving, mm. you know. I mean, it's the only only footage I've ever seen that I just like. I, I you get that feeling like you're looking at a real, a real creature, a real entity, or a real being, you know. Right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I personally don't think that's fake. I I think it's real. And usually by now, something would have came out and nothing yet has ever come out truly debunking that footage. Yeah. That, 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 uh, it's, it's hard to look at things like that. And it's like, I, I have a lot of filmmaking friends and like, I've seen them make like some pretty impressive and like believable, like, what's the word? Uh, if I, like I had my arm get chopped off, like what, what is it? Um, Special effects. Special effects, but like uh, prosthetics, right? Um, and then I look at that, and I'm like, man, like, I like I want to believe, but I know it could be done. And I think that's that's where it comes down to. It's what it's what you want to believe. It's it, it that's all that's all you got. And so it's hard for me sometimes. Of course, like I said before, like I'm a fucking believer. But when I see things like that, that are like, if that was real, that's like some pretty damning evidence. Um, then I then I get a little skeptical, uh, but I want it to be real. You know what I'm saying? I want I want it to be real. I I well, like I said, I've I've looked into it. I I've never ever ever found anything remotely close to a real explanation for it. It's just people arguing back and forth, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, it's real. It's not." I, I'll I'll use as a matter of fact. Um, just recently there was footage. I don't know if you saw that I posted online of like a two yard three B of somebody driving on the road, and I'm sitting there like, holy crap, you know, I, I mean, this is incredible if it's real. Of course, I, you know, I, I said it's probably not because usually something that incredible is fake. But we found out it ended up being CGI and we tracked the page down that uh, I believe is the page that created it. But see, that page was actually advertising. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's a bit, you know, his, his, oh, his ability shit. to create the work, you understand right, what I'm yeah. saying? He was. He was selling, it was his selling point. You know what I'm saying? Footage like Skinny Bob, there's absolutely no money was ever made from it. No one ever came forward claiming that, oh, it was my work. 
if you put that much effort into creating something, you want people to know because you're probably trying to get a job in the movie bit, you know, industry or something like that. And nothing, nothing, okay, so nothing at all ever came out. You know ask, what I'm saying? When I, I, I know the footage of the skinny Bob footage. I just want to make sure. I think when I saw that footage, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, gotcha. I want to, I'm genuinely curious to, if you can explain this, I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything, but when I got, saw that footage, let me see if this is correct. Because I remember I saw the skinny Bob footage, and it's, uh, it's, you know, old style. Uh, it's an old style film camera, like sixteen millimeter, sixteen millimeter, eight millimeter, something like that. But there's a digital clock on the footage, like the, like in film, you wouldn't have that digital yeah. clock, like twenty, you know, or like of the the, uh, the date or how how much time in a filming you're in, on if it was if it was on a film camera. Do you know what I'm talking about, or can you like? No, yeah, I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, yeah, I, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're talking about the time at the bottom, right? Yeah, it says like twenty-five to below twenty-seven to forty. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually, I don't remember the exact. Um, explanation for it but i have a breakdown somewhere that went into that i'm not sure if it was if the footage was recorded afterwards or it was something copied like that. digitally like, like, yeah a, that's what i was thinking it yeah, could have been recorded I, on I, film I, and I, copied I, digitally yeah i i think that was the explanation for uh for the time because i also noticed the two when i first saw it i was saying to myself wait a minute that doesn't make any sense right but that was one of the explanations Again, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say that it is 100% true. I'm just saying me personally, you know, when when you just look at the movements, it's just like so anatomically correct. You know, like, I mean, I've, if it was a puppet, my God, man, the the guy would be a freaking millionaire right now with the ability of, of being able to create more like that for movies and stuff, because that shit was just like incredible. Right. You know? So, because we're talking about, a lot about like people doing this for money, people not doing it for money, people being serious or not. Uh, give me your opinion on Travis Walton because his story is very compelling and like uh, it sounds incredible. But he's also gotten money from what he's done. So what's well, your? Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you gonna say? There's something. Yeah, I was. I was gonna end it with. So what's your opinion on Travis Walton? So with Travis, uh, with Travis and Bob, Bob. Oh uh, yeah, of course. This is this is how okay these are when I when I see stories when I hear or I hear stories um, I like to listen to how the person tells the story I listen to every little minute detail the tone you know I, I look and I also look at the facial expressions and you know what what the person is doing as he's telling the story why I do that because I if I see a story that's convincing it's because I see myself telling it. You understand? Like after experiencing what I experienced, I literally replay how I tell the story because I know what I saw was real. So if I get that exact same uh, uh, feeling from someone telling their story, uh, I I automatically know what to look for to say, okay, he's he's being truthful. And Travis Walton is a hundred fucking percent truthful. I mean, just the look in his face when he tells it is the exact same look in my face. When I tell my story, it's like, no matter how many times you tell it, you're always in disbelief every single time you tell it. 
right because you just can't believe the experience you had you understand that's yeah. the same with bob lazar bob lazar you know and, and and another thing between the two of them is you know you when you tell the story you tell the story with the exact same uh, uh energy that you told it the very first time you understand like it's it's yeah, it stayed with you, like I said, and and Bob and, and Travis both told the story exactly the same. Nothing ever changed. Did you find and a similarity it, between how they told their stories and how you told your story? Oh yeah, like I mean, you could, like I said, I, I just seeing the face when they would tell it, you, you, right? It's it's like it was looking at myself telling the story. You understand? I just knew right away. There's absolutely no freaking way that they're bullshitting. This, whatever they're saying was real, one hundred percent real. You know, and I mean, like I said, like all these years pass and they still say it the exact same way. Nothing changes. The, no tone changes. All the tones, everything is exactly the same way. So I 100% believe without without a doubt. And I'm with Bob, look at now. All these things that Bob said, what, in the, in the early 90s, that people were like, oh, it's bull crap. The poor guy disappeared for how many years? Finally, Corbell pulls him back in. He tells the story again, the exact same fucking way. And now look, everything that he was saying mm, yeah, it's coming about true. the United States, and now and now the government is not only admitted to it, but I don't know if you saw recently, uh, Richard Dolan received um, a leaked uh, a, a leaked copy of one of the parts of the uh, classified UIP report. Yeah, that talked about the uh, different propulsion systems that the United States currently has. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was like eight or nine of them or something. Yeah, and actually um, at, at the bottom, uh, I think it's second to last or whatever, it clearly states, as a matter of fact, I got it. Hold on, I got it right here. I'll read it out to you. It is right. Hold on. Oh, here it is. So it says... Number seven, advanced use of exotic elements for energy research. Mm. In parentheses, ET related items. What else? The, what other? What yeah, else what does the ET fuck stand does for? That mean? Yeah, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. And this yeah. is leaked to, to Richard Dolan, and he's not going to post some crap, you know, that he doesn't believe is real. The fact that he released this was a big deal because you know we all know that Dolan, you know, he's 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 pretty credible. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's not some bullshit uh, uh, um, researcher. So the fact that they mentioned all of these propulsion systems, energy pulse propulsion, ion propulsion, anti-gravity, antimatter, ramjet hydrogen, compressed nuclear propulsion, and then advanced use of exotic elements for energy research, and then put ET-related items? Right. Like, come on. You just literally... Yeah, like, Bob's entire story was vindicated off of one leaked document. Is, is this... Does it say they have in their possession or something that yeah. they're researching? No, this is advanced use mm. of exotic elements for energy research. That means they have this material, whatever it is in their possession. Hmm. How else are you going to research if you don't have it in your hands? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that is a massive deal because they just admitted that not only do they have all these other things, but they actually have material from, somewhere else that they clearly put down as ET related. So right there, it just literally vindicates everything Bob Lazar was saying from the beginning. Do you remember back in like March, 2020 when, uh, that astrophysicist who was a consultant on the, the, he, he gave a presentation to, uh, 
officials in the Pentagon, in the Pentagon, like senators and stuff like that. He gave he he oh, who was it? Um, Some, I know somebody in the Pentagon. He yeah. said he he gave uh, briefings about off-world craft recovered off-world craft not made on this earth. Do we know if he was saying like a briefing on the recovered craft or like a hypothetical scenario of recovered craft? Do we know? Because because no, he I, said I, that and everybody was like. Huh? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. No, everybody yeah. just brushed it off. Like, yeah. Well, hold on. Wait a second. That's pretty big. Yeah. I, oh my God. I know exactly what you're talking about too, and I can't freaking remember the guy's name. Eric you know Davis. what it is? I have so it, much. I have it? so much information. Right. From the you know from from God knows I have over 300. I think it's like 350 gigabytes of information, documents, and videos. It's like trying to remember everything is freaking yeah. impossible. Yeah. Well, the, the astrophysicist who gave the briefing, I'm pretty sure, was Dr. Eric Davis. Was his name? Okay, I'm trying to. I think I have it here, but I don't. I know what you're. I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I um I believe what he was talking about was the actual craft that they had in their possession. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget, Bob even mentioned it that they have nine. Yeah. Well, yeah at yeah. the time, they had nine, and. Uh, he stated that out of the nine, I believe two or three were uh, were discovered through archaeological means. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, I mean, think about that. Yeah, he's a crap. That, dri- that drives you crazy too. That's crazy. That I mean, and yeah, and and on top of that, he says they were fully operational. How they got them to operate, I don't know. But you're talking about a craft that's been buried in the ground for God knows how many years in a in a in, in the in the middle of freaking Brazil, uh, jungle and shit. And it's still operational, but that was a pretty big deal when I heard, you know, Bob state that because it just kind of sheds a little more light on, you know, our past and that ET was very active with our early, uh, you know, our, 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 our early existence, I guess you could say. They have great interest in the affairs of men, as John yeah. Valley would say. But, um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's interesting. Well, I, I would lo- I would love to. See, I would. I wish I could see what they had down there. Dude, can I ask you a quick question? Would you rather? Do you, like when I think about like okay, like what if we find out that there's aliens? Who's gonna care about like a movie I make or something like that? Yeah, like, yo, I thing. think about all the time. I just want to be like a oh hundred years old. I'm about to die, and then I see on TV, oh, the, with the aliens, I get to see them, what they look like, and then I die. That's how I want to figure it out. Like, do you want to? F- no, do you want there? Do you want to live in a world where we know? Or do you just want to look like for two seconds and then you're like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> well, I, uh, the, the way I look at it is I think it's, I think it's more to it than just knowing that they exist. I think, I think it's important to believe and accept that because I feel that when, for example, like when we die, um, it is, it assists us in our, in our, in our, what's the, what's the word for it in our transition to the next, to the next life. So maybe, maybe an individual that denies all of these things is going to have a harder time moving on because he's not going to be able to accept that fact and they get kind of stuck. Maybe that's where ghosts come from. You know what I'm saying? Someone that can't move forward, but the fact that you're able to, you know, individuals that can accept this and actually say, okay, yeah, this is real. This could be real. When you die, you probably bring that with you. You could accept moving on to the next life better than someone else who's denying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Or in denial. Yeah. So I think I think it I think it's it's I think the implications of believing and accepting this 
go further than just, you know, our, our, you know, our life, as, you know, while we're walking around, I think it goes with us after we die as well. If you imagine like dying and like never seeing alien before dying and be like, holy shit, what the hell is that? Like in like the next realm, like that'd be pretty crazy. But it is funny you saying like, like I'm going to try to make this movie, but no one's going to care. There's aliens outside. It's like right. this podcast yeah. is like eight months like, old. Like no, movie, it's over. Like, like the movie No yeah. Man Land. Like, oh, here's some lady in a van. Also, there's aliens out yeah, there. Like, Go watch the movie about a lady in a van. Yeah, no one's going to care. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of funny. I you know I asked Vinny the same thing. I was like, w- when? Because we're coming towards the end of the show here, and I've got I've got a few more questions I want to ask you before before we wrap up. And one of the things I was asking Vinny was, if we, because I, I know like he, you, I, we all we all want to know, man. We want to know. And I asked him if he found out aliens were really everywhere. It was it was disclosed. We all know about it. What his what would his mission be? Because because he's accomplished what he wanted to do. If you still had your Instagram page, but said let's at, at this point let's say it was like a million followers, right? What would be your purpose afterwards? Once we know, like, do you feel like you'd have fulfilled and succeeded in what you were meant to do, and now you could be happy and you'd move on with your life, or would you pursue the same thing in a different way? I would I would pursue it in a different way. I would, because now you know okay ET are real fine, but now there are other things that we have to worry about because you know everybody thinks that ET are going to come down here and give us a helping hand with all our problems and everything, and it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like my my goal after that would be to now start to convince everybody we have to change everything about how we live our lives. You understand? There's still so much wrong with humanity. You understand? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you look at, you know, with, with greed and, and, and all the things that are going on in the world when it comes to, you know, people starving and there's just so much that's going on right now in the world that doesn't need to be happening. You understand? Yeah. And if, for example, we, let's just say, I mean, look at right now, you know, these, these, these corporations that, that probably are, are hoarding, or hiding alien technology. They have the means of being able to provide us with ability to have, you know, a, a clean energy and get us off of oil and, and fossil fuels and all that crap. But because of greed, we still stuck where we're at. You understand? Yeah. So I feel like the next step would be to get people to understand that this thought process needs to change because if we don't, change it we're just going to end up we're going to end up being our 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 our, we're going to end up being the reason that we are no longer around you understand what Mm. i'm saying yeah like we're we're going to be we're going to be our own demise we're going to we're going to be the 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 reason for our own demise i guess you could say Can, can i ask uh when you said the corporations they have the the we have the means for techno like green technology and stuff like that uh so the, then, that would say that they are not using this technology because it would, it would uh, influence their profit. Is this technology? It uh, is it more expensive than fossil fuels, or is it less? Because if it was less expensive, then they'd be bro, able to make too- more profit. It, so it would be more expensive. We're humans, bro, and humans. What, what what's the only thing that people think about? Money, sex, power. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you're talking about, this is why I said that my goal next would be to try and get everyone to open their minds to, to looking at life differently because for God knows how long we've been doing everything the exact same way and making the same mistakes over and over again. You understand? We still got the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. Things haven't changed. You understand? Mm-hmm. We have to step outside of that and, and start looking at things differently because, you know, these, you, you're talking about, like I said, like you just mentioned and I mentioned, we have anti-gravity already. We have the ability to, to give everybody energy and, and food and, and, but we don't because we want to, these people want to keep that power. They want to be in control. They want to be the ones that everybody needs or relies on. Right. And, and that's, that's, that's where the, that's where the problem is. That's where the problem lies. And that's where we uh, keep making the same mistakes over and over. I think a good way to put it is that there's, there's gatekeepers. Cause like people like Elon Musk, yo, they, they want to figure it out. But then people that like own the oil industry, they, they have all the gasoline in the world. They petrol, like everything. They, they, they own so much of the world that they don't, they're gatekeeping the next step. And I, I think it's, I think that makes more sense rather than saying, uh, Every like all the superpowers don't want evolution, but some don't because they do hold that power. Um, so some people are definitely gatekeeping the next step. Um, Andy, this was great. This is awesome. I had so much fun. <laughs> this is fun. This is this is really good. I I do have one more question though, and it's a really quick one. Do you think we'll have disclosure before we die? We already had disclosure. No, I mean, it's I mean, like shaking a fucking alien's hand. Disclosure. Well, if we continue, if we continue going with the way we're going, with you know, ruining this planet and doing the things that we're doing, I think that eventually they're going to make themselves known, intervene, and tell us either we freaking we we ship up or they're yeah, ship yeah, us yeah, out. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hope it's it happens a uh, a safer way, but. Nonetheless, we'll, pro- we'll probably see something. I always thought it'd make a good sci-fi movie of like aliens on another planet, right? And they get these detect, like they get these detections. Like, what happened? Oh, those fucking guys <laughs> over by there—they've got nuclear energy. They got nuclear blasts already. What? That wasn't supposed to happen for like five hundred years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Like we got it too early. Yeah. So I'm like, Son of a bitch. Oh, we gotta, we go, gotta go. Shit. That's actually pretty funny. Um. Andy, this was so much fun. Thank this you so yeah, this is fucking great. Thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to come do this. Um, we're gonna wrap up, but don't leave the meeting yet. I'm gonna say goodbye first, everybody. Um, guys, thank you for um hanging tight. I'm gonna have all of Andy's stuff in the description. Click on it, go look at it. Just give him all the love and support you have. Um, on Instagram, it's ny underscore uap underscore discussion. Go take a look at him. Um, like you said, like the I only post legit information, and he's listed under education, which is the fucking coolest thing ever. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for watching, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you, everybody. See ya. Take care, guys. <laughs>